0: solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradie.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. wiki forward slash pod for podcast. book in a conversation. It is game changing.
1: Hello and welcome back to Toolbox Talks. I just want to do a quick shout out to a review that we have from Builder04. Uh, he left a review on Stitcher saying, great podcast for traders and contractors. It covers a lot of very important elements that's hard to find inf- information on elsewhere. So thank you, Builder04. I'm glad you're enjoying the show. Now, today's episode is um, going to kick off the four-part series that, we, that I'm doing with my co-host Ben Stainer. Ben has literally done pretty much everything within the trade-based business model. He's he built an absolute... I mean, at times he was up to... Uh, he, he had 65 guys, 40 trucks running. He was servicing the plumbing, electrical, and building industry. He had an absolute empire. He's... Uh, been smashed around the park with media before he's now sold those businesses and he's pretty much just living uh, living low he's um just hanging out with his son and he's you know working on his property down the south coast but he's got an amazing story and like a wealth of knowledge like i can't even begin to explain so uh, in this four-part series we're going to be Covering off on um, a number of different topics. Firstly, we're going to talk about uh, in episode one, how not to overcapitalize and run a lean business. Uh, In the second episode, we're going to be talking about what it takes to build a $12 million business. And in the third episode, we're going to be talking about how how to handle negative media. And then uh, in the fourth and final episode, we're going to be talking about um, how to take money off the table. And Ben has actually dropped some absolute gold nuggets in that final episode there about um, not only how to take money off the table, but advice on how you can um, take money off the table and reinvest it. So look, you're going to love this episode. There is literally probably not a more qualified person to be speaking on these topics. So um, I just want to say thanks to Ben for co-hosting me on this series. And um, look, if you enjoy this series, please go right ahead and leave us a review, iTunes, Stitcher or SoundCloud. Uh, We'll read it out, as you've just heard, in upcoming episodes. And uh, that's all from me. Let's dive right into episode one
0: giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from The Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Well hello and welcome back to
1: Toolbox Talks. Uh, my name is Matt Jones and today I'm joined by my co-host Ben Steiner. Ben, how are you? Good mate, yourself? Very well, thank you. Now. Ben, I've asked you to co-host us on this short series because you're one of the few people that uh, that I know that pretty much done done the lot when it comes to um, having a trade-based business. I mean, you built an absolute empire, and you've, as a result, I suppose, sold that. now you're, you've sort of gone into a bit of hiding, haven't you?
2: Yeah, I've um, I've pretty much completely got out of it, other than uh, doing a little bit of work here and there. But um, yeah, that's okay. interesting.
1: I might um just just for the for the listeners maybe a bit of a background. Do you want to give us a bit of a background on you know where you you know where you started and you know had you, a bit of a bit of like your progression through to through to the business in like, you know, all the different businesses that you ran and where you ended up and all that kind of stuff.
2: Yeah, um, I started work when I was fourteen. I, I made it halfway through uh, year nine and got out. Uh, wanted to run a business and then my father said, uh, "Come and do an apprenticeship." So I did that and then I took over his business at. I was nineteen when I got my license, so took over then. Yeah, ran it the old school way uh, for a fair while. And it was just me and and one other guy that I had, and then then I got it, and then I decided I wanted to grow it a bit, uh, make a bit more money. Got to about ten guys. Then I moved down the coast, had a manager. I was working two days a fortnight, which was which was good, and the money was reasonable. And then I I um, wanted to take over Australia. <laughs> <laughs> and um but yeah so i then we grew it to to sit we went to went to five star and then yeah we went to about 65 star we had about 20 jetter trucks on the road electricians and plumbers and uh builders um i got my plumber's license builder's license and that sort of just naturally progressed because every time we broke something we had to get an electrician in or yeah get a builder in so we thought we'll we'll just start providing a service ourselves so you got to 65 staff yeah yeah
1: wow that is taking over the country were you just in were you just in sydney or were you all over the shop
2: no nah, we were in wollongong and sydney yeah when i when i got out of it and um two other fellows took over they went to newcastle and and melbourne yeah uh which didn't really work out for them but yeah so we I, I guess i used to have a map up on the boardroom of australia of all the places where we wanted to go because if I could duplicate the same system yeah. that I was using, that um, I didn't see any reason why um, I couldn't do it everywhere else. Yeah. And um, how did that pan out? Um, it's difficult because once you get bigger, you seem to start at one end of the business and get that right and then get yourself right, right around to the next part of the all the other sections of the business. And then two weeks later, when you get back to the other one, they're, they're still doing it the same. They've, they've fallen back in their ways. Uh, okay. So, just the, um, yeah, you just, it's endless. Yeah, right. I mean, look, we're going to we're gonna talk
1: about a, f- a few specific topics um, in this series. And I suppose we brainstormed on this yesterday on the phone, but basically we're going to talk about how to not overcapitalize and, and run a lean business. Then we're going to talk about uh, what it takes to build a $12 million business. We're going to talk about how to handle negative media. And then we're going to talk about how you can actually take money off the table. Why have we why have we decided to talk about these topics, Ben? I don't know, you tell me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> well the ones that you, you spoke about that you wanted to talk about. So
1: Yeah. I mean look, I think from my point of view, we've never had anybody on the show that's that's ever run a twelve million dollar business. So I imagine a lot of our listeners out there would be pretty pretty interested to hear how you did it and some of the I, I suppose, you know, maybe without the bullshit, like I just want to hear, you know, some of the problems that you had and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I think a lot of people have these aspirations of dreams of running these mega empires, and then when the reality strikes home, there you know it, it may not it may not be as, as as good as it sounds. But anyway, maybe we'll get into yeah, that a I little
2: can, bit more. I can sort of answer that is that I mean, when you've got lots of energy and you've got a vision, you you'll do anything at the end of the day to to get to that point. But then your priorities change later on, and and a lot of time when you are running the business, you you let the emotions side get into it, and you're... You make mistakes when you should have maybe kept it smaller and and made a lot more money just just being smaller because the whole idea of business is just to make money and to me and get out unless you unless you got no life. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? That's the the Yeah, fair enough.
1: I suppose one of the things that you know I'd like to ask you just before we dive into the first um, episode is really how do you how did you learn the business side of things when you're you know you're a fourteen 14- Fourteen-year-old kid, you work with your father until you're nineteen. You took over his business. Like, where in that stage did you did you learn how to become a businessman?
2: Oh, to be honest, I was always selling things when I was a kid. Um, whether I was selling, I used to actually sell oranges from the back fence of people's properties, and then go around the front with a bucket and just try to sell it back to them. But um, so that's <laughs> where it all started. But dad, taught, dad taught me a lot of stuff. But dad was very old school in the spectrum of where we are now in. Mm. Business and how people do things, and he was, you know, nineteen, you know, born in the thirties, so uh, coming through the depression, and you did everything yourself, like we fix the trucks. So I spent my first year cutting rock and, uh, how can I say, uh, repairing trucks because I was good at it. Yeah, right. Um, so in that, I learned how to do things lean and fix my own things, look for bargains. Um, so if you want to talk about running a lean business, you go out and you get, you know, there's people out there who teach you how to sell and. And whatnot, you do the reverse on the suppliers. So yeah. you know, even down to your F machine, I was paying like a ridiculous amount compared to anybody else. I just I just told them that I was going to spend X amount of money, or so much was going to go through their machines, and they gave me this great rate. And every time what they'd go to try to increase it, I'd say I am going to shop around somewhere else.
1: Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we do that one before we before we dive to uh, too much further into the intro? Then we may as well just um, just jump into this first episode. So. Um, Okay, Ben, let's talk about how to not overcapitalize and run late. And you just mentioned before, you know, you, you dealt with a lot of suppliers and, you know, you, you basically took it right down to that level. It's, uh, I mean, I suppose this is something that I think a lot of people probably don't understand completely. What is
2: what is capital? What is, what is overcapitalization? What are we actually talking about? Well, when you buy an excavator that you might only use every second week when you can go and hire one. Right. Yeah, you know I mean? It might cost you 45 Forty thousand, you the buy, and you'll never get your money back. So you know you'll either create the work for it so that it pays itself. To me, it's got to pay itself off in the first twelve months, and then if you are charging six seven hundred bucks every time you pull it out, uh, that's six seven hundred bucks in your pocket after the first twelve months. Yeah, on okay. that, you might as well just you might as well just hire it when you need it. So
1: I suppose that's more on like when we're talking about tangible, you know, assets. What what other things
2: can you overcapitalize on? Um, Stuff. I guess, I guess, yeah. Like you say, you, you ask a busy person if you want to get something done. You ask a busy person to do it. You know that saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, I guess, you set the pace in your in your business. So the employees are always sort of pushing back and saying, "Oh, we don't have enough time, and we can't do this, and we can't do that." Um, I think you need to be believing yourself enough and not th- so because sometimes you can doubt yourself. Believe in yourself enough to go, no, well, look, you can do this in this certain amount of time and. We don't need that extra person and how can we do it so we don't need to employ someone or buy that extra item or buy that extra piece of equipment and still get the job done. Now, I I think if you've got your business in that zone where people, I'm not talking about having people who are running around with their heads cut off and um, constantly making mistakes, I'm talking about that medium where you get them actually going and everybody's working so that the next person that comes into your business say it was a young guy comes in and sees what's going on they don't do it all they they they, they walk at a steady pace and everything they do yep so it's important to to set that role model with everybody and you got to constantly question why do you need that extra person because they will they just naturally always want someone else to be in there to hold their hand or yeah um, yeah or that new printer or that new computer or whatever when. If you go back the old school way, what I was taught from your father, which I, I my mistakes is I should have listened to more or thought of, or stuck that old way, stuck that certain old way, um, rather than going out. When you get all this money, you just seem to spend more. Right. So the, I, I guess the answer is this is a happy medium between the old school way, which is a lot of good value in that, and and the new school way where you've got all everything in the greatest. You know. I
1: suppose, that was, I mean, one of the questions I did want to ask you. What you know, what what typically happens to a business that is overcapitalized? I mean, I know you mentioned, you know, that y- yesterday that you you've got you
2: went through a stage where you felt like you were. What what happened? Well, you, I did everything. So I I did all the different jobs throughout the business, and then as we grew bigger and bigger, I had to get other people to come in and do, you know, HR and yeah dispatch and um, the call center and then I had two guys in the factory servicing trucks and whatnot and restocking and you know you name it you have someone for every every position. The thing is while you've got money it's okay and all this money's coming in so you just seem to spend it rather than constantly asking the question do we really need that person can we cut back on that because it's a lot of it's where you're saving where you can where you can make money not only just value adding on jobs and getting the sales up yeah so i think it's whether it's business or everything it's your personal life the more money that you've got in your wallet what do you do yeah you blow it yeah you blow it so and it comes easy come easy go so you've got to balance that and be constantly monitoring and being aware of it to make sure that you're getting a return on investment on on every asset, whether it's an excavator or whether it's a hr person you know you, you've got to
1: so is there is there like a formula that you used to follow to to ensure that you got that right when you were I mean when you were making a lot of money and you knew you were making the money but you know, you, you also realised that you know you were spending too much you know what what what's the metric there like how do you
2: define that well it's difficult because when I had about twenty ten to twenty guys I made the most of, most of me money and then I spent most of my money when I got I grew larger paying for everybody else huh. so it's I guess it's I guess if you've got to break it down to individual everybody needs to be measured on a weekly basis of what they cost and what they produce right at the end of the day and you've got to review that on a weekly to me on a weekly basis and you are,
1: know, we, are we just talking
2: technicians here are we talking yeah, you know administration like yeah call the call center because you know like they've got to, they've got to pull their weight if you've got someone who's you know they might answer sixty phone calls a day, but their conversion rate might only be twenty percent right. You know, so if, and then you might have someone else who might only answer um, 40 calls a day, but their conversion rate's 80% or
1: 90%. Yeah, okay. So it's just conversion optimization, really. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. and, and when it, when it's big, it's like I was saying before, it could be two weeks before you even get back around again and have another look. Yeah. Keep that accountability. It's just a full time job. So, I mean, on that front, I mean, are there, are there,
1: report, are there ways of reporting? I mean, did you guys have ways of reporting that use technology where you could, you know, it wasn't so manual? Like You, you can get yeah, TSM.
2: Okay. What's TSM for the listeners? Uh, it's a, a software program that measured a conversion rate for the calls for that individual. And
1: it's a conversion rate or was a conversion rate when that, that call turned into a job?
2: It's difficult because, you know, they'll say, oh, no, that, that was just someone who... That was a, someone marketing something, selling something, you know what I mean? Right. But after a while, you get to work out, you know, if they're consistently down or if someone's supervising and watching them, how they're talking to people on the phone, you, you put two and two together, you know what I mean? It's not... Yeah. It's never completely accurate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. I mean I suppose it's a whole other kettle of fish that we not Oh, I suppose we could touch on that perhaps in the next episode, you know, in what it takes to build a $12 million business. Maybe we'll talk about, you know, training and, you know, how you... How you can, uh, you know, train your staff to, you know, or optimize them to their to their best. I know you spent a lot of money with training your staff in the past. I know I'd, yeah, every- I yeah. I know I actually came out and trained some of your staff <laughs> back yeah. in the day. So I guess that's something as well that is. Well, you know what, we'll we'll, we'll
2: come back to that in the next episode because I think that's quite important. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I can talk about techs on their conversion rate and you know what, there's average job sale and like we had a. The software did that too, you know. Like, yeah. It's probably a lot of new stuff out there now. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, did so. You know, when you are when you when you are overcapitalized, what are the what are the effects that it has on the running of the business? Like, is there something? Is it noticeable? Like, is it does it put pressure on different areas? Your marketing, your sales,
2: like you as a person. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. It all just funnels. Well, if you if you you know if you're not watching your costs, then there might not be enough money coming in to, to cover them yeah and if you go backward you know a hundred thousand dollars in in a week yeah and if you do that four weeks straight there's four hundred thousand yeah so you're not <laughs> you're not um are they realistic numbers is it something' is that oh, something? yeah that that I've seen that happen Jesus so you've got to be and it happens so quickly too you know like I think that's the, the thing with the the smaller team you've got when I used to do it you know I was I was answering the Answering the calls, going out and selling jobs. When I had ten guys, um, I had another guy who was supervising jobs, but I was doing the HR. I was doing the marketing. I wasn't doing the paperwork. My um, <laughs> wife at the time was doing the paperwork, <laughs> but I was doing everything. It took me two hours to drive half an hour, but yeah, you know, I, ma- I made a lot of money. Yeah, but th- there was sacrifice in that. You know, are working from four o'clock in the morning to ten o'clock at night. Right, and like
1: I suppose you know are there ways that you if you had to go back and do that again would there be would there be systems or processes that you would build into in, into that a uh, business model that would replace you in those areas like could you outsource some of that stuff could you outsource your call answering could you outsource your you know p- p- perhaps not your quoting but you know all that managerial stuff that you you took on are there would there be things there that you could think you could comfortably pass on to other people so they're not the be all and end all
2: I, I personally like it in-house because i got, like, there's certain things like, you know, your marketing design and things like that, I'd get a guy who was the graphics and that, you know, and that's, I yeah. did. But with me accounting, we had that much going in and out. We had to I had someone in there. Yeah, okay. I had actually had three or four girls doing it at one stage. Yeah. And it needed to be in-house so that, you know, we, we knew what was going on. Yeah, of course, yeah. But then I did, at one stage, I did have a, temporary guy as well when i when i was a lot smaller yeah so it just depends on on what level and you got to weigh up the the pros and cons on it but i I think i would be i'd be more ruthless in everything i did yeah and i would trust myself more and i wouldn't i wouldn't be listening to employees always tell you you know they need this or they need that or you know yeah some in some ways i was probably too nice yeah okay other people would probably say different but (laughs) but yeah that's that's what I would do. I'd be ruthless, especially now. It's, it's a lot harder now.
1: So, if if there were ways that, um, I mean, what would be the starting point? Or say, say from a suggestion perspective here, like what could you say to people that you know that are starting out in business, or are currently even running a business? Where should they be the most strict
2: in uh, not overcapitalizing? In all areas, I, I, I can't. I, I mean, you need a systematic. Well, first thing, if you if you if you've cut yourself. And you got a small cut, and then you've been stabbed in the chest. What are you going to do? Probably bleed out. Well, no, you'll stick, <laughs> <laughs> stick your finger in the chest. that's, that's Yeah, yeah. Not a cart, that's a hole. Yeah. So you'll attack your business like that. But really, all of it needs to be done on a on you know on a periodic basis, where you keep going around and you don't presume anything. That that was probably one of the biggest things that I, I I'm probably a little bit too trusting and um, don't presume anything. You, you check everything. Yeah. It's uh, this is what we had a
1: um, we did a series. Uh, I don't know if you heard it uh, a few weeks ago with Matt from Cube Consulting, and we were talking about pricing for profit. And it's actually it actually ties in quite closely to what you're saying there, like knowing what your expenses are and knowing exactly what your costs are, so that you you know you 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 can be sure that what you're charging is covering all that. Like so many people don't do that properly. Yeah, big time. Like even down to you know maybe your phone bill or you know putting petrol in the car or your you know your, your your insurance and all that kind of stuff like at the end of the day that will all affect your bottom line
2: yeah yeah it's all um and i think you're going to cover it in, a, in another topic of like putting some money aside but that that should be factored in too and everything's geared up around that because why are you in business for yeah make money mm.
1: all right cool well look um i mean is there anything that you think we've missed Oh, there's heaps of things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 20 minutes. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. I'm trying to keep these episodes w- within 20 minutes to make it uh make them to the point. But um, so
2: what, how many minutes are we done now? Uh, we're
1: on about 20. <laughs> but if there's anything important that you you know you think we miss, then let's let's address it because um that's what we're here yeah. for.
2: No, I think um I think. It- Going back to the original point, and it depends on your age and what your parents are like and how old they were. But there's a lot to uh, learn from the people that went through uh, the depression. So yeah, uh, you know, and you got to have a mix. You know, like you go on. Everybody's the, the style is now. You don't have any money. You just go out and lease everything. That's not. You know what you find is it's it's not real growth. At the end of the day, you buy buy something with cash. You've got it. You own it. And you're making money out of it straight away, and you know that you can afford it. Yeah. So you're not living in this um, fake world of yeah. It's it's organic growth. So if I wanted an excavator, you know what I would do? I'd go out and I'd go and sell. I would I'd value add to ten jobs, and I'd go and buy myself an excavator.
1: Yeah, right. So win the work and then get the machine.
2: That's right. Yeah. And instead of just going, I'm hoping something's going to come along. Yeah. And it's really all in front of you, just just presenting it that that there's some work that needs to be done here yeah wow i think that's pretty powerful actually
1: i mean i know i've done that myself in times you just you know you you want you need something you go and get it and then you sit back and think why did i get that do i actually have i really sat down closely figured out you know if i can actually afford this i think that's it's, it's like you say we just live in that society where it's so easy to overspend yeah anyway yeah it's in our face every day yeah all right well look that was that was awesome, Ben. So thanks very much for um, for your input on that topic of uh, capitalization. And I hope yeah. the listeners got something out of that. And if you did get something out of that, or if you've got any questions, just fire them back in the show notes. Uh, you can leave comments down at the bottom of the page there. Um, or if you uh, want to email through any questions you've got, then we'll, uh, we'll get Ben back on the show to answer those questions. But um, um, other than that, no, that's great. So I think we'll wrap that episode up here. And we're going to come back shortly. And we're going to talk about what it takes to build a $12 million business. So stay tuned for that. So if you haven't already, head across to thesiteshed.com and register for our Toolbox Talks, where you'll be regularly sent great episodes, just like this, straight to your inbox, so you'll never miss one. Uh, If you want to join the community, you can head across to thesiteshed.com forward slash members where for a small monthly fee, you'll get access to regularly updated training material as well as access to our forum where you can mingle and collaborate with trade-based business owners just like you from all over the world. If you're enjoying this podcast, please head across to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. We greatly appreciate it and it helps us spread the word and reach the masses. Likewise, if you know anyone that might benefit from the content we create, then please go ahead and share this with them.
0: And listening to toolbox talks by the site shed for more great content just like this head across to the and join the amazing community of savvy trade-based business owners 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcasts. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation. And I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.